I trust that you are well and are having a great week. Uh, we will commence in a few moments. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you have seen by the title of the slide, the, or maybe you might have an idea of the subject that I intend to discuss with you this evening and I believe it would edify you a great deal. Life is a very mysterious thing. You know, we may profess to understand the concepts of life, but life is very mysterious. And it is unfortunate that the vast majority of the human population do not have the periphery and insight. Can you just switch on your feeds, please? The periphery and insight necessary to navigate oneself successfully successfully through the pendulums and the pathway of life because many of our understanding and concept of life is drawn from the social constructs in which we are engaged in, drawn from the family unit under which we were reared in, the opinions of our social environment, our peers, our, our fathers, our mothers, our brothers, and the activities that we are constantly exposed to in our world. And that becomes the reference point through which we define most of our understanding of life. And it is unfortunate because 
that is or the idea that we have of life isn't to a large extent true especially the ones that we receive from our social environment because in order for us to truly understand the concept and idea behind life we would need to contact this ancient source of life which is the spirit of god but many do not have that communion or contact with the spirit of god and many times our lives end up being not as intended by the divine wisdom of god and that is said that is said you know the lord one of the mysterious characters of of the lord is that even though he is sovereign in other words all powerful he has chosen not to impede on human will he has chosen to allow human beings to have control over what happens to them or in their lives to a certain extent and that is that is in and of itself mysterious and 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 that's why human beings have have a problem referencing some of life's activities and realities to uh question the existence of god because one may wonder how is it that things happen the way especially things that are, are adverse things that we don't really appreciate happening to us that they can be a god when all this mess is in my life but fail to understand that god has given us sovereignty over our own will to choose and decide even though what we may decide and and this is what i i say to you that the lack of spiritual periphery the lack of insight into 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 the source of life is really what leads to to bad choices because there's a deception that comes with autonomy the exercise of one's will that if one is not careful he would think that the choices the decisions 
that he may make independent of the counsels and insight of the spirit would yield the desired result. It will yield it because we think that our autonomy gives us power to decide what really happens from our choices, which is not the case. Which is not the case. And this is what leads to many lives falling short of God's best for them. And this is the plague of humanity. The constant efforts in trying to ward off the guidance, counsel of the Spirit of God. And this is really where failure begins and where success begins. We can trace the origins of success and failure in life to that fact. The fact that we have been unwilling to constantly allow our own will to submit to the greater and divine will of God. And that will is communicated through the voice of his spirit. So, so failure becomes evident or guaranteed when there is an absence in our lives of a regard to what God has to say. Because many times what God has to say clashes with what we want or what we think we want. So the sad reality of many lives, especially Christian, Christian lives, is that they're in a perplexity. They're in a bewilderment. Because of the constant aggression of the enforcing of one's own will. And that's where the danger is. Because all the concepts and ideas we have of life are from people who have no, con have no concept of the true meaning of life. So how can we expect that all the sum total of the communication of these ideas about what life is from all these people would result in you understanding everything there is to so you know about life. And what ends up happening is that your life becomes short-sighted. You start thinking in terms of months and weeks. And there's a weakness in mastering the patience that is required to navigate through life because life is a long journey in human perspective. And if you're going to think about life in, in periods, in short periods of time, 
you will miss the whole purpose and design behind life because you have no contact with the spirit that's why you can look at jesus and think that he was wasting time all those years he was doing nothing because he you are thinking in terms of human conceptions why 30 years why must he wait so long Why? Because we, 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 we do not understand the machinery, the systems and framework that govern life. Because we are short-sighted. All we see is what is in front of us. So when you fail today, you think your whole life is over. Or when things don't work out today, you think they will never work out. Or when you go through a test or you will go through a challenge, you think that that is the end. And all, all, that, all, the, all that mindset reveals is our short-sightedness. Because we have not yet hooked truly to the source of life. Because once, once you hook to the source of life, you, you would understand that, that time to God is irrelevant. That God does not view life through the scope, through the purview of time. He views it through the events that his wisdom has predetermined. And those events should happen within a calendar suited. Suited. That's why every time God moves, we hear that in the fullness of time. God doesn't move just at any time. No. It's not at any time. And, and, and that lack of understanding in how God deals with, with the human civilization is what has tripped us. Especially among Christianity. Because we want God to run on our time. We want God to move on our time. And in doing so, we, we, we lack the apprehension of the patience that is required to go through life. So sometimes the choices, the decisions that we must make, not the ones that we prefer to make, that we must make will oftentimes be at contention with our limitations because we want what we want now. You know, the apostle, I mean, the prophet Moses said something that I resonate so strongly with because God has allowed me in his wisdom to experience those dimensions. He said, I, I wish, I wish that all 
all God's people were prophets. Because there is something about being exposed to the prophetic dimensions of God that gives a confidence, a stillness that irrespective of what happens between the timeline set for those prophetic revelations to unfold, nothing that happens can deter it. Sometimes it may delay it, but according to the mind of God, everything set in those prophetic dimensions and, and, and that's the thing. Human will has the power to delay God's prophetic and destiny matters. It can delay it. Sometimes beyond a generation, beyond the lifespan of the human being. That's the danger. And that's why you cannot rely on your own will to make uh, uh, important decisions about your life. You need the consultation of the ancient spirit of God. I remember one day, years ago, I think Zuma was just finishing his first term and he, he was just beginning the second term. Years ago, before I even had any inkling that God had come into the prophetic ministry, I was praying. I was praying in the spirit. And all of a sudden, the spirit of God began to speak through me. And he said, Zuma will not finish his second term. For there will be an engineering of circumstances that will ensure that he does not finish. And that was before all the scandals, all these Gupta things, all these things happened. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of God told me five years into the future. Yeah, I think it was five. Five years, yeah. Five years before it happened, God told me. And I remember I, I, I told it to one of some of the Christian brothers that Zuma will not finish his term. They said it's impossible. Zuma is the beloved of the, of the country. I said, but God told me. This is what I said to them. I said, but God told me. And, 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 and the brother said to me, that's not possible. God loves Zuma. God, we were in a taxi coming from the mall, going back home. And he said, God loves Zuma. Zuma will finish five years. How do you reconcile what you know is going to happen in the future, but there is nothing in the present that denotes it ever happening. Lo and behold, he did not finish his second term. 
And this is one of the things that opened up the global landscape prophetically for me. The ability to see the destiny of nations. It, it, it can only come through an unshakable belief in the integrity of the one who is revealing this to you. I don't think, and I, and I think God telling me or showing me that prophetic outcome about President Zuma at that point in time in my life, even before I entered into the prophetic ministry, was in a way to test me. Whether I'd be able to believe and be convinced and convicted about the many things he was going to show me in the future. And think about the patience it is required to wait for a fulfillment of the word. I mean, one day a prophet of God met Jeroboam. Jeroboam was a general in Solomon's army. He met Jeroboam and he shook his hand. When he shook his hand, he greeted him and then the prophet started sobbing. This was ever, this was before Jeroboam became a king. Before Jeroboam began, began his atrocities to the people of Israel and his abominations. Before, the, before he himself even conceptualized it. And the prophet of God started crying. And Jeroboam asked him, why are you crying? And the prophet of God said, because of the things you are going to do to God's people. And Jeroboam said, no, God forbid, I will never do such a thing. Lo and behold, Jeroboam and Ahab, they, they, they set such a standard of sin in Israel that every time God refers to sin among Israel, he talks about the sin of Ahab and Jeroboam. But at the time at which that dimension was revealed, it seemed impossible. And, and, and that, that, that exposure to those dimensions helped me understand why it's important for us to live by, holy, by the guidance of the voice of the Spirit. Why we can recuse our will, abandon our will to follow the dictations of the Spirit. Because he, he knows and sees more about life than we could ever imagine. That we could, I remember, I remember in 2017 we were in church, I was just about to close the service and I was taken up into the visions of God. It was in January around 2017. These are things, you know, these are things you can find in, in, in the burden of the prophet book. And, and God showed me how Mugabe will, will be dethroned. 
God showed me how it will happen. How you will be overthrown. And in December of that same year, I, I probably people, people never thought Mugabe would, would be dethroned. Right? I, I didn't think about it. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even care <laughs> whether the guy stays in office or not. But then the Lord revealed it. And I said it in front of God's people in the church. And in December of that same year, exactly according to the prophetic foresight of God, the thing happened. Now, imagine that you were given access for your life, for your life, into dimensions that are able not only to show you the outcome or the end of your life, but how to navigate through the course of your life. And you were told that the only thing you need to give up and surrender is your own will. In other words, you lose the freedom to decide or choose. That from that point on, your entire life will be decided for or chosen for. Many of us here would say, yes, I would do it. But in reality, we would not. Because we have not developed an understanding of what true success is. My brother, my sisters, true success is unequivocally, unreservedly following the voice of God. That is true success. When God brought me into the prophetic dimensions, I realized, I realized that the only thing I needed in my life was not good connections, was not connected to high or anointed people. I, I realized that the only thing in my life that I needed to be successful was to follow God's voice. And for me personally, that has been the pursuit of my entire walk as a Christian. To follow what God says to me and not try to improvise on it when I feel that things are not working out as I think they should. Because in doing so, you are effectively saying that God is somewhat blind and somewhat has no, no, no handle on the entirety of your life. Which is not true. It takes humility. It takes humility to follow the voice of God. 
I've, I've been seeing visions, receiving prophetic words and prophetic insight for over seven years now, continuously over seven years, about nations, about people, about events, for seven years now without fail. And I can tell you this, till today, there has never been any of those prophetic communications that has never come to pass. It, it, you see, it may not come to pass in the time in which it is said, but I, I lie not. They always come to pass. Even the most extravagant, bombastic ones that you never think can happen. They always do. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about things from from presidential issues to global national issues, they always come to pass. Why? Because I don't endeavor to predict the future. I, I, I don't because I'm not part of engineering it. I'm not part of engineering it. But what I do is I have access to, to the dimensions beyond time. And God, in his mercy, is able to show me and reveal. Now, Moses said, I wish that all God's people like that. And this is what I wish. And this is, an, this, is, this is something that Jesus made accommodation for, for every child of God, through the manifestations of the Spirit of God. That we can enter into these dimensions beyond time and receive directives, receive guidance, receive counsel from the Spirit of God on how to navigate through the different uh, uh, junctures and through the different stages of our lives. The only way we can avoid the mistakes of previous generations is if we learn to cultivate a strong, strong, strong ear for God. A strong ear for God. And, and, and you see, our inability to hear God's voice does not come from the fact that God does not speak. It comes from our unwillingness and the lack of humility to hear God. The will of man is a strong thing and is a very dangerous thing when it is not in its rightful place. Your security in life, your security in life will be how much of the voice of God you followed. You heard and you followed. Sarado Secretia. Can we read Job? Job chapter 33, please. 
And this is the reality of many people. You see, can I tell you something? Our inability to see the future and thus deny or reject it does in no way change the reality of that future. It doesn't. Look at look at look at Peter, look at Peter and Jesus, right? Look at Peter and Jesus. Peter tells them that, I mean, Jesus tells them that tonight he, he will be betrayed and, and so forth. He will be handed over. Uh, the Jews will hand him out of the room and so forth, right? He's going to die and so forth. And Peter said, nah, 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 nah. And Jesus tells them that all of you will leave me here. And Peter says, no, 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 no. I'll not leave you. Right? And, and we, we, we cannot cast any aspersions to Peter's intent, right? His intent might, might have been in the right place. But Jesus just told them that you're going to leave me. Now, this is somebody they saw, saw walk on water, somebody they saw perform miracles, and still, he does not believe what Jesus is telling him. He doesn't believe it. He doesn't accept it. He says, no, I'm not going to leave you. Jesus is going to leave me. Peter said, even if everyone here will leave you, I will die. He adds another dimension. He says, I will die with you. Probably Jesus exhaled, took a deep breath. And he said to him, before the crow. <laughs> before the crow crows three times, you have denied me twice. And Peter kept quiet. Probably in his mind is like, never, not me. A few minutes, not even days, a few minutes to an hour, hours later, guess what happens? Everybody flees. When Jesus is brought before the council, Peter is there hiding, and one little damsel one little seven girl says, are you, are, you not, are you not one of the disciples? Were you not with him? This man of Galilee, Peter said, I don't know this man. What are you talking about? I, I don't know this man. For shelter, he, 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 I don't know this man. Few moments later, somebody says, hey, we know you. You are with this guy. The Bible says that Peter, Peter swore. He sweared. He sweared. He swear, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Just as he said that, the crow gave out a cry. And Jesus' eyes and Peter's eyes locked. And Peter cried. Why did Peter cry? He cried because he did not believe Jesus. Now imagine, imagine you, 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 you have knowledge that you're going to be deny me. You have not, you have, you are told that you're going, it's something you're going to do and you say no. Yet when the time comes for you to deny me, you deny me with the knowledge that you are going to deny me. It, it, listen, it is, it is, 
it is Jesus was not determining what Peter was going to do. He he was just telling him the future. And that is something difficult for human beings to really really grasp with. And Jesus tried to help him. He said, "No. Pray and do all that. Watch with me one hour pray that lest you enter into temptation." He tried to help him. Peter still couldn't couldn't get it. Because it's it's the mystery of the prophetic dimensions and it 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 is communicated through the voice of the Holy Spirit living inside you. That spirit knows everything there is to know about you. It knows everything there is to know about your future. And that's the problem with many people is that they take warnings as 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 you trying to curse or you trying to engineer something that they think is not there. <laughs> Lord, help us. Lord, help this generation. Lord, help and the same people and the same people will go to God in prayer. Oh my god. You see, the prophets, the prophetic ministry is there is there as a as a backup. As a backup in your life in case you fail to hear God. The primary system for hearing God is the Holy Spirit inside you. Prophets and all that, they are they are backups. They are external backups. Instead, your 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 ability, your senses cannot perceive or hear from him. And it is that time that the prophetic ministry gets in. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. The prophetic ministry is a blessing. Is a blessing that comes from the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says it is God that drives the heart of the king. That many are the plans in a man's heart. the devices but it is the purposes the plans of the lord that prevail and those plans are prophetic in nature and it would require us to connect to the spirit of god to connect to the spirit and once you begin walking with the spirit of god listen when people You, you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens around you. It doesn't matter what happens around with the crowd. It doesn't matter. You can master a patience that baffles even the minds of men. How? Why? How? How? Life is moving forward. Why? What? No. The same God who tells others to run. is the same god that can still tell you to stop 
You just need to figure out what was the details communicated to you. Don't be running because someone else is running. Don't enter places because someone else is entering places. It doesn't matter if we are friends or not. It doesn't matter if you are friends with that person or not. It doesn't matter if you love them or not. Because sometimes we get into trouble doing things that we are not told to do, but following what our friends are doing. You'll end up like Lot. You'll end up like Lot. Where what you are seeing at the time being before you, you are not seeing three, five years, ten years down the line. You are just seeing the valleys of Jordan. You're just seeing that, oh, the gardens are beautiful. Let me go there. You don't hear the voice. And let me tell you, when when the fool is of when things, when things, oh my God. <laughs> you know, David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. He says, but now, 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 now I have learned to, to keep your word. I have learned. <laughs> because that affliction, do you know what happened to David? You, you all know, read his story, study his life. You, you will know what happened to him the moment he, he transgressed the voice of God. The man had hell. Why is that so? And when, when you come back into alignment from being astray, it's not an easy journey, my brother. It's not an easy journey, my sister. Because sometimes to come back, you may lose everything. There are people now, the Spirit of God showed me. And I believe I told you a little bit about it. That, <laughs> my God. <laughs> mm. Mm. Just the other day, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God showed me. You see, the Bible says, God has spoken, twice have I heard it, that all power belongs to God. In other words, when God speaks, there is an echo. In case you have not heard the first time. So you speak once, you will say it once, and then there will be a, 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 a reverb of that word. That means it will come back again. It will come back again. And rarely does that word come back more, more than three times. Three times is the limit. Fourth is, is probably his grace. But when the same word comes back more than twice, you know it's God and you know it's about to happen. It's about, and this is the third word this thing has come to, has, has come to me. L let's read chapter 33 verse 14. He said, for God may speak in one way or in another. So that means, like I said, I, 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 I can't teach you. I don't have the, 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 the capacity to teach you how to hear God. Right? Because 
God can speak in any way and I can't, I can't f- make a doctrine out of how God speaks to me. You understand that? I, I can, it, it can be an example, a method, but I can't make it a doctrine that no, this is how God talks. Because God talks any way he chooses. Can talk to you through a donkey, talk to you through anything. Any way which he chooses, God can talk. What is more important is that you have, you have the sensitivity to discern when God is speaking. Irrespective of how he's talking. Can talk to you through your daughter, talk to you through your son. Talk to, anyhow, God can choose to talk. What's, more, what's important is, is to have the sensitivity to discern when God talks. When God talks, your whole world should stop. Your whole world should, what, what you think you love, you care about, all those, when he talks, you better listen. You, you better listen because this is your creator talking. This is the designer of your life talking. So he says, for God may speak in one way or in another. You see that? In one way or in another. Yet man does not perceive it. You see, man, most people do not have the sensitivity to discern when God talks. Listen, we, we don't have the luxury of knowing tomorrow. We don't. There's, there, isn't, there isn't a library or there isn't a, a, you know, a place we can go to and say, what does tomorrow hold for me? We don't have that kind of thing. But what we have is the Holy Spirit. What we all have is the Holy Spirit. And the the Holy Spirit has been to your future and back a million times. I can assure you that. And Jesus said he will tell you of what is to come. So our greatest asset, our greatest chance of accessing our tomorrow is the Holy Spirit. And many times the Holy Spirit will talk to you, advise you, counsel you, warn you about the tomorrow you don't know. The tomorrow you don't know. And if we choose to be comfortable and okay with our today. Once that tomorrow comes, oh, there are many who have lived to regret it. There are many who have lived from the time of Adam onwards, there are many who have lived regretting not listening. There are many, I can assure you there are many. God's voice is a blessing. Even when what it says to us is is an inconvenience or unconventional, it is a blessing. 
and we should we should always posture ourselves spiritually in such a way to always be receptive and humble enough to receive the full import of the blessing of the voice of God. Because he speaks in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. Then he begins to, to tell us how, verse 15, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon man, while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of man. He opens the ears of man and seals their instruction in order. This is why God speaks to us. This is why God speaks to us. This is why God talks to us. He says in order to, to turn man from his deed and to conceal pride from the man and to keep back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Only the voice of God can keep us from perishing from the, from, from the sword. Only the voice of God can keep us from pride. Only the voice of God can keep us back from the pits of hell. Only the voice of God can keep us from our dead and destructive works. Only the voice of God. If there is any hope of navigating through life and if you say you are a Christian and the voice of God means nothing to you you're probably not a true Christian my brother you're probably not a true Christian my sister because true Christianity is founded is founded on the commandments of his voice so I counsel you to develop a desire, a yearning, an appreciation and pursuit of living by the voice of God. Living, he says, my sheep Hear my voice and they follow me. You know, we live in a generation when there are many voices and many voices posing as God, posing themselves as coming from God. It's a very challenging, it's a very dark generation. And your security It's how much consecrated you are to the spirit. There was a prophet of God, if you read the book of Kings, whom God told to go curse the altar of Jeroboam. And amongst the instructions that God gave him, he told that young man of God, go in one way and do not go back out of the city that same way. And the man of God went by and God talked to him. He was a young man. The Bible says the young man of God. And he heard God. He followed God. He went and spoke the word of God to the altar of Jeroboam. The altar split. There was a miraculous, a miraculous supernatural outcome. The altar split. Jeroboam tried to 
grab him. Jeroboam's hand withered. He asked that he prayed for him. He prayed for him. Jeroboam's hand was restored. And a while on his way, there was an old prophet of God who heard about what this man was doing. He settled on his donkey. He rushed out to where the young man of God was. And he stopped him by his tracks and he said, I've received instruction from an angel that you should come dine with me. The man of God said, but God spoke to me. He said, no, he said, no I also heard from the voice of God. And the young man of God went. He ate with the prophet and it looked, everything looked like it was good. Ate with a prophet. And then he went on his way. Along the way, the lion came out of nowhere and tore that man apart. When the old man came and saw that young man, you know what the old prophet said? He said he should have obeyed God. He should have obeyed God. The voice of God in your spirit is your most sacred asset, is your most sacred resource. And it is now more than ever in this generation that we need to find accuracy in hearing God's voice. And I cannot tell you how, except through one medium, through learning to fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Communing with the Holy Ghost. Consulting with the Holy Ghost. Seeking counsel with the Holy Ghost. And through much prayer. Because it is prayer that will give you sensitivity. It will heighten your sensitivity. To his voice. And to his guidance. The prophetic word said if you hear today. If you hear his voice. Harden not your heart. Because it is the tendency of the human species, that when God speaks, their heart hardens. Why? Because God will want to tell us, want to speak to us, will want us to do things that we don't want to do. So we harden our hearts. We harden our hearts. It's only the humble spirit, the humble soul, that can hear from heaven. I hope this teaching blessed you and opened up an avenue to seek out in your work with God. I thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night.